Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. At home. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. And at work and at school and all the places you are. All right. How's it going out there? We're in, we're good. Cool. I'm going to suggest you grab a yoga belt or strap if you got one and a block. You know, lie down, put your head on a block and have the strap near at hand so that you can grab it without having to get up too much. And uh, looks like one more. a few moments let that settle if you're if you're running frantically looking for a strap no big deal you got you got time i'm just gonna let things get real quiet with your head on the block let's get to a place where you can turn your head slowly side to side Getting a little massage for the base of the skull where the neck meets the head. Turning side to side of the neck. Check out what's going on with those busy muscles. If you've got that kind of nice beveled edge on your block, you can get that right up behind your ear. And and usually there's a spot or two that you could do a little acupressure. I don't know. Does anybody else have a spot there? Just one? Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. This may be the week we could just do this for like 60 minutes and be a good time. When you've had enough, come on Back to the center line with your head. Let everything just pause. Have a breath in and a breath out. And then catch hold of your strap. You're going to extend your right leg up in the air. Catch the foot. So while you're making kind of a stirrup for the foot. And what we're going to do is just gently move the strap back and forth across the foot. Moving down toward the heel and then moving up again toward the ball of the foot. A couple of times now, uh, like no burns, none of that, none of that. But just enough to start to warm the sole of the foot and sensitize uh, the, the skin as well as the fascia underneath. And we're going to get the strap up to the ball of the foot and Use it to draw the forefoot back toward you. So you're flexing the foot, pressing your heel toward the ceiling, spread your toes wide. Press your heel up, straighten the leg as much as you can. If your leg doesn't straighten where it is, let it move a little away from you until the knee can go straight. And then if you can, if you have enough uh, strap to do this, bring your elbows down to the floor, bring your upper arm bones to rest on your mat so that you're not uh, suspended there in the air, but you're using the weight of the arms down into the mat to hold the leg in traction. And now. 
Then we're going to activate this by pressing heel up toward the ceiling. And, and like you're trying to pull the foot toward the front wall, but hold real firm with the strap. Get your hands like, uh, you don't need to like cut off circulation anywhere, but rest the foot into the strap, pull forward, but also pull back with the strap. So you're activating hamstring and calf. Get one more breath like that. Then keep the tension with the hands, but release the work of the leg. Notice it might come a little closer toward you. If it does, keep that. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. But if it did float a little further in, pause, breathe. Then you're going to take both straps in your right hand or both tails of the strap in your right hand and uh, organize your strap any way you need to to avoid whacking yourself with the tails. You're going to take your right leg out to the side, out to the right. Let your left knee move out to the left. So your left leg is essentially in a butterfly stretch, good, and the right leg's in a straddle. And then again, you're going to hold around the ball of the foot area, pulling the toes back toward you. Press the heel toward the sidewall. Uh, take your gaze to your inner ankle bone, if you can see it, if you've got uh, it exposed. Uh, press the inner ankle bone out toward the sidewall. So not a place we usually move from. Elongate inside of the leg. You may put your left hand onto the left inner thigh. That'll give a little more stretch there. It'll also help keep you centered. Uh, you want your right and left hip evenly weighted. Get breath in. Breath out. We're going to do something very similar here. You're going to make the action of pulling the leg up into the strap. So it's like you're trying to move the foot back to center, but you're going to pull down with the hand. So it's like the hand is trying to stretch the leg toward the floor, but the leg wants out of it. Breathe there. Then you're going to let the leg stop working so hard and let the hand win and just leg goes a little further toward the floor. Then slowly float both legs back towards center. Undo the strap from the foot, cross the foot to the outside of the left thigh. So you have that figure four, those reclined pigeon. You're going to bring the left knee in toward you. Left hand holds your heel the one that's closest to it. And just let the left leg and the left arm pull the shin in toward you. Right hand's going to go outside the right thigh. Now you're going to press the right thigh into the hand. So again, this kind of resistance action where the thigh is trying to go forward while the left limbs are pulling in. So active range of motion here. Breath in. Breath out and stop the pressure with the leg, but let the left side win. Let the shin come a little closer toward you. Breathe here. And then slow release, unwind. Bring the soles of both feet to the floor again. Constructive rest. You can bring your hands to your center line. Have a breath in. Open your mouth and let it out. And we'll take the left leg up and you've got the stirrup of the strap around the foot and then that light action of back and forth, warming the sole of the foot. You get as, as much of that as you want. Oh. 
exfoliation for your feet. Free pedicures at Three Dog Yoga today. Again, no burns, no burns. But do get in the, the sole of your foot warm. Then the strap around the ball of the foot or thereabouts, drawing the forefoot toward you, spread the toes, press your heel toward the ceiling, check in with your knee as straight as your knee will go. Doesn't matter how close the leg is to you. Right? So your leg could be vertical. It could even be uh, kind of slightly forward or vertical. But the knee is straight and you're pressing the heel up toward the ceiling. So rather than thinking about the hip angle here, we're thinking about the knee angle and straightening as much as possible, getting as much length to the back of the leg as we can. Then arms are pulling a little toward you. The foot's going to press the strap and try to drag the strap forward toward the front wall. It's lots of hamstring work, some calf work, glute muscle work. Breathe in. Breathe out. Then you're going to let the back of the leg release and draw the leg toward you with the strap. And slow easing off of that. Back to just normal. Then both tails in your left hand, and you can do up the strap any way you need to to organize the extra tail. Uh, if you don't care about organization, that's totally fine. You do you. Uh, some of us are needing that, so take your time. Get organized. Right knee out to the side. Left leg out to the side. Pull toes back toward you. Press the heel out towards side wall. And again, uh, if you can see your inner ankle bone, it's not going to move much, but just uh, taking the awareness of lengthening the inseam of the leg, like you're pressing the inner ankle bone outward. Right hand might go on the right inner thigh to keep the right side down, but also add a little stretch there. Tighten, straighten the leg. You're going to make the action of bringing the leg back towards center, but resist with the hand. So the strap is pulling the leg down. Leg is pulling up into the strap. Get breath in. Breath out. Then you're going to let the leg soften and let the hand win a little bit. Bring the leg a little more out to the side. No bullying, just a little more. Then slowly... Both legs back to center, undo the strap. Left foot crosses to the outside of the right thigh. And pick up the right foot, bring that toward you. Right hand's gonna catch the left heel. So now the right limbs, right leg, and the right hand drawing in. So you're getting as much as you can the, the shin and the foot toward you. Left hand's going to the outside of the left thigh, and you're gonna press the thigh into it, activating external row here's at the hip. Okay, so in, in all of these, they're um, unusual kind of movements of the leg muscles. They're not unnatural. They're just not necessarily very strong muscles for a lot of us. We don't do a lot of uh, this kind of work unless you're 
on a full-fledged mobility and strength program if you are cool very cool but definitely your muscles that keep us balanced keep us upright you want to keep working them soften the work of the leg now and bring right limbs toward you so that the leg is not resisting and you're just drawing it as close to you as you can then undo it soles of the feet to the floor knees are going to draw together constructive rest hands to your center line have a moment spread your feet out spread your toes see if you can get all 10 toes to uh, to separate see if you can feel all 10 toes like if you can feel like seven of your toes independently is like advanced awareness skills most of it's just like clumps at the end of the foot if you can get a spread of the toes uh, one way to to think about that pick up your baby toe pull it away from the big toe and just let all the other toes follow breath in and breath out I'm going to bring both knees in toward the chest. Flex the feet, point the feet, move the feet around. So, yeah. Flexion and extension at the ankle joint and then rotation of the small bones in the foot. Then let the feet get still, flex them lightly, and you're going to move your knees around. So the knees are going to move in opposite directions, taking figure eights. You can stick with the hands move the knees. You could take the arms out to the sides, let the knees move themselves. Biggest circles you can manage. And back at center, we're gonna curl in knees to nose, nose to knees. Bring yourself up to seated. Sit any way that's comfortable for you. If you wanna sit on blocks or a blanket, by all means do. Shoulder shrugs here. So when you inhale, bring your shoulders up to your ears. And when you exhale, just drop the shoulder blades down your back. Good. A couple rounds like that. Big shoulder shrug. And release. One more big shoulder shrug. You're going to release shoulders down. Lift the center of your chest up and then just chin in toward that notch in your collarbones. Let your head move gently side to side. And take your right ear towards your right shoulder. The head be heavy. Center of your chest up. Maybe just pull your spine and heart up. Then opposite arm down and away. And you can reach fingertips to the floor. Maybe yours reach. I don't, but everybody's arm's different. You do want to be reaching somewhat out from your body here, though. And you could take the other hand, go for your temple, and just pull up a little bit. It's counterintuitive to pull up. Uh, we don't want to take any downward action on the neck. Length from fingertips out there to the fingertips moving upward. Then slow release of that. Bring your chin back in toward the collarbones. Heart up toward your face, spine in. And go for the other side. Arm reaches down and away from the body. 
Then you can take fingertips to, it's really just about your temple, right above your ear maybe, and draw up. When in doubt, just think facelift. Not like a real facelift, just like, or is it a real thing anyway? Like, is it a, always up with your head, always up with your brain, always up, away from pressure on the neck. We want to relieve pressure on the neck. Slowly release back to center, chin in toward the collarbones, way up toward the collarbones. Rather than hanging the head low, there's more of a deep nod. We're going to take hands behind the head. And again, we're not really going to press down. We're going to press the head back into the fingertip. So you're strengthening the muscles of the upper back and neck. And breath in. And breath out. More breath in. And as you breathe out, you're going to release the arms down to your sides. Find the side seams of your clothes. Lift your chest up. Lift the back of your head up. Have a moment. Breath in. Good. Breath all the way out. I'm going to come over to hands and knees. So you come over to hands and knees. We're going to take the cat-cow movement of the spine around an arch. to move that with your breath. Inhale, exhale rhythm. Good. Getting yourself into a flow where there's just movement of the body, movement of the breath. Everything else can sit to the side so that you can do this well. Why do we want clear minds, steady, unhurried attention? Just to be able to do what we're doing really well. Not to have empty minds, although that does sound good sometimes. But there's real sanity in doing this one thing really well for the sake of doing it really well. Come on back to center. We'll pause. And we're going to go side to side. So squeeze hip to shoulder, back to center, and then squeeze other side. Keep your gaze to center so your head's not moving side to side. It's hips and shoulders. If you notice yourself looking at uh, the back wall, you're moving your head. Look straight down center of your mat. Move your side body. Our neck is our most mobile portion of the spine. And it's the part where we're mostly moving throughout the day. So it wants to move in all situations and it will fake us out. We'll think we're bending, but we're actually just turning our head. So really get the bend, feel the feel for it rather than see it. Come on back to center line. We're going to sit to child's pose and extend the arms out forward. Let's your head rest. Now, go with a real extended child's pose. Work, walk forward to your fingertips. Let the fingertips kind of grab the mat and sit your hips back. breath out. Then you're going to walk your hands wider. So just like to the edges of your mat, maybe, or you might go onto the floor outside. But same idea. You're going to go onto fingertips and, and 
pull the fingertips to the floor, sit your hips back. So you light movement away. And then we're gonna bring the arms to the sides and go with the opposite. We're gonna go backs of the hands on the floor, palms up. Let the shoulders get heavy toward the floor. So the shoulder blades slide wide on your back. Shoulder points heavy. You get this broadening of the upper back, breathe into it. Breathe all the way out. And then hands back out in front, come up to hands and knees. We're going to step the right foot out to the side, turning the toes out to the side. You're going to sit your hips back toward your heel and then come them back up. So just a little flow like the cat-cow, inhale, then exhale, sit the hip back. So yeah, it's good. You're just lining the heel up with the knee. And when you sit back, Outer thighs going back with you. Two more. Back. And four. One more. Sit back. And forward. Then you take the right leg, cross it over the left. You have cross legs. This is a gomukhasana. You don't have to worry about spelling that. Just gonna sit back toward your right heel. You might be able to sit down in between your heels. You might That might not be even interesting to you. If you sit back onto the uh, heels and sit upright, we're gonna take again hands behind the head, press the head up, back into the hands. Use your thumbs to pull head up. And then right arm's gonna sweep around behind the back, go up, left arm comes down, you may be able to touch your fingertips. You may not. We don't want the uh, head rounding in. So head stays up where it was. Arm stays away from the head. You can always drop yourself a, uh, a lifeline here. But head staying on line is what we're really going for. Breath in. And breath out. Undo that, slowly bow over the knees, back up, unwind it. We'll sit back to child's pose. Just take a moment, let that dissolve. May that be the most complicated thing you have to do all day. Uh, like no more complicated things after that. Well, next side, the next side will be equally complicated. But after that, simple. Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees. First thing we're going to do is bring left leg out to the side, turn the toes toward the sidewall. Sit your hips back toward you here. And up to hands and knees. Sit back. One side may feel very different than the other, that's totally. Only go as far as this side needs you to go. The shape is different. Totally cool. Your left leg has never been your right leg. 
three more of these. Exhale back. Inhale forward. Exhale. Inhale. One more. Sit back with a little, little juice there. Then as you come up, hands and knees, we're gonna take the leg, bring it across. Shin bones are on the mat. And sit back and you may like find a place that's just like you gotta stop there and do. Just stop where your body tells you to stop. If you can walk back and sit up into Gomakasana cow face, uh, do that. I don't uh, exactly see the cow face in this, but, but we'll talk about what it is. Uh, hands behind your head and thumbs at the base of your skull pull up. So not your chin and not your nose up in the air, but the base of your skull up so that you're, you're tractioning out the spine. And then your left hand's going to come down and around up your back. The right hand's going to come down here. Do not put your head forward to get the bind. Just saw a lot of heads not forward in order to get the arm back there. There is no glory in getting your hands bound together behind your back, especially not if it makes you do this, right? And if you have to do this to get there, right, it's not going to get better and you're not going to be able to get full uh, extension. So if you really want to bind something up, uh, drop. I'll tell you, I've been teaching yoga for a while now. We won't say how long. Uh, long arm people are really good at this. If you're not a long arm person, do not stress about it because you're not going to change your bones. Um, and those of us with short limbs, we're better at other stuff. So it's totally fine. It's, it evens out. But we do want to keep, it's about shoulder mobility. And that's why we don't want to do this because that ends up uh, not giving us shoulder mobility and also creating the same forward head posture you get at your computer. <laughs> Which I'm not going to let you do that here. Breath in. So apparently your arms are supposed to look like the cow ears and your legs are supposed to look like the uh, hay that the cow is munching. Um, so yeah, great. <laughs> really want to get uh, real competitive about this pose. <laughs> Unwise, slowly come back to uh, hands. Like I think that getting in and out of it is the most, the most interesting thing we got going. We're going to take down dog, tuck your toes. Come on up, reach through your arms, send your hips up and back. If you've seen her dog, you know why this one's called down dog. But one of the things that, that we tend to get focused on is the, the hamstrings or the tightness in the legs. This is really uh, the, the hands to hips is the line we want to find. So hands pressing down and forward, hips moving up and back. If you want to bend your knees, need to bend your knees, do. Think about spine and shoulder action. So the, the opening of the shoulders, strengthening of the arms, right? and the spinal decompression. Right? When you see a dog do this, they're not stretching their hamstrings. It's a spinal lengthening. It's like, it always looks like a really good idea whenever they do it. This decompression, breath in. Breath out. You're going to look to your right foot. 
turn your right foot to the diagonal. Look at your right foot, not mine, and not your right hand, your right foot. Turn to the diagonal, flatten the foot to the mat. Bend your left knee. Okay, so we're set up, and, and for some of us, we'll already feel a pretty good stretch in the right hip. But we're all going to walk the hand, one hand step back, then plow the hands down and forward, pull the right hip crease up and back. Does anyone else feel this? Okay, good. I'm glad we have class participation. Breath in. Breath out. This is too much. You can always walk the hands out again. Come on back to center, feet parallel. We'll go to the other side. Turn the left toes to the diagonal. Bend the right knee. Left foot goes flat. And then if you, if you shifted your hands, just bring them back to that pretty tight down dog where you're getting enough juice through the hands, pressing down and forward. So lift the outer hip up and back. Hip crease moving in a uh, diagonal, a rotation really. Breath in. Breath out, bring the feet back to parallel. Hands down and forward, hips up and back. And we'll look to the hands, walk forward and take ragdoll with the feet about mat distance apart. Bring your heels about mat distance apart, actually, and then turn the toes slightly in. Now, your slightly and my slightly are going to look totally different, but uh, you choose what slightly in means for you. So little pigeon toe here in your forward fold. Maybe a lot of pigeon toe, you, you decide. And maybe you get your toes turned a little in and you're like, this is really not for me. My ankles hurt. Then, uh, like, you just, if, if you're having, like, an existential crisis there, go back to parallel for sure. But toes turned gently in will usually give us a little more openness across the sacral area for the back of the hips, piriformis area. Right. Press your feet down and out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. I'm going to release hands to mat and walk feet together. Mm -hmm. They could be close. They could be touching. They're at the center of your mat in some way that's defined for you. And then press into the floor. Come up to standing mountain pose. Squeeze your legs. Squeeze your arms. Fan your toes out. Fan your fingers out. Then we'll draw hands together at heart center. And close your eyes. You could set your gaze to a point in front of you. Let your face get soft, your jaw get soft. Those things aren't holding you up. But work the things that are. Ground your feet down, squeeze your legs, pelvic floor, lower abdominals, side bodies, all drawing in. Rib cage moving freely with your breath. The center of your chest light. Throat soft, face soft. One more breath here, just letting everything clear out. We'll, we'll take some sun A's. So inhale, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, bow fold. 
Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low, push up, chaturanga. Breathe in for upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. And look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold. One complete round, sun salutation A. We'll go again. Press your feet down, breathe in, and reach up. Breathe out, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Forward, walk or lightly hop. To your hands, breathe in, lift halfway, breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, or reach up, mountain pose. And exhale, fold. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, low push-up, breathe out. Good. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold forward. One more round, Sane. Press your feet down. Reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, breathe out, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Nice, look forward, walker lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bow forward, hug in. Press your feet down, pull your navel center up and in. Good. Then we're going to sit the hips back, lift the chest. Ukatasana, chair pose. And exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, 
lift halfway, have your fingertips on the floor or a set of blocks and walk your feet to hip distance. Then you're gonna step your right foot back, low lunge, bringing your hands in line with your front leg. Then inhale, reach up for crescent. When you exhale, hands in and down in line with the front foot, step back, low push up. Good. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Breathe in, right leg up and back behind you. Breathe out, bend the knee, draw it into your chest, rock forward and step, low lunge, press into your feet, coming up for crescent. Hands in to heart center, then reach them forward toward the front of your mat and step your back foot up. Top of the mat, feet together, yes. Breathe in, lift halfway here, hands on your shins, pull your spine and your heart forward, good. Then exhale, fold down and Sit your hips low, lift your chest up, Utkatasana. Hands move to your center line, then you bow. Hands move to the mat, let your head go. Breathe in, lift halfway, keep your fingers on the floor, on blocks, walk your feet about hip distance apart. Exhale, step your left foot back to low lunge. Your hands are in line with your front shin. When you inhale, chest lifts, arms lift, crescent. When you exhale, hands into heart center, then to the floor, step back, low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Breathe in and take your left leg up and back behind you, three-leg dog. Bend your knee, draw it into your chest, rock forward, and step, inhale, lift your chest, then your arms, they come through your center line, and they come back into your center line, reach the hands forward and step the back foot up. Feet together, hands to your shins, breathe in, lift halfway, and breathe out, Oh, hug in. You're gonna sit your hips back. When you come up, bring your hands to heart center, then extend the arms up. Nice that movement through the center line helps keep everything organized and balanced. Hands into heart center and bow. Moving into some warrior stuff. We'll call it stuff. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. Higher low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Get empty. Now, this is a tight move. Look forward to your right hand. Step your right foot straight up there. Yep. Don't kick back. Just step straight up. It is probably the hardest move in yoga to get yourself like this. Look to your back foot. Turn the back foot to the diagonal like we had before. Plant it flat. Look at the back leg. Squeeze it tightly. Right. Bring your attention back to the front leg. Sit deep in the front leg, making a warrior one stance. You're coming up, chest is turned toward the front wall, arms extend overhead. Good. We're gonna make this a warrior two stance. First thing you're gonna do, bring your arms in. Step your back foot onto the center line, 
Walk your front foot onto the center line. Look forward, look straight ahead. You do not need to babysit your feet. Look straight ahead, open your arms. They've been your feet since you got here, like on the planet, like all 39 years of your life. <laughs> and mine. Front palm toward the ceiling, reverse warrior. Send your front knee forward, reach up. And then come up to warrior two. Side angle, forearm into the front thigh. Top arm is going to reach up and forward. Press your back heel down. Sit low in the front leg. Keep that as a, as a theme. Yeah. Tighten the back leg. Then look to your mat. You're going to bring your left hand down. Step your right foot back. Down dog or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. And you're going to bring your knees to the mat. Come to child's pose between sides and but just get still and clear. You don't do anything. Don't plan for anything. Don't think about anything. You're just going to get clear. Right? So, most important part of yoga is just being where you are, doing what you're doing. If you're newer to this, right? Like to, there's a lot. There's a lot. Right? Feeling your feet, feeling your hands, just Feeling your body instead of thinking about your body is a whole new thing, right? Like most of the time we're just stuck in that little room upstairs and we have a lot to do up there. And we're used to the thinking process. And moving here into a feeling and doing process that's just much more natural to us as human beings, but kind of foreign to 21st century human beings. Come on up to hands and knees, tuck your toes, back to down. You don't have to do everything all at once. You just, you got one breath in, one breath out. I'm going to talk you through this as best as I can. Just let's play Simon Says. Look to your left hand, step your left foot straight up there. That step underneath, it's hard, right? Just know that. If it was hard, yeah, it's awkward and hard. Back foot, it's going to turn flat and to the diagonal. You're going to squeeze the back leg tight. So no bent knees, no gapping in the heel. Foot's planted, leg is tight. Front knee, deep in that stance. Send the knee forward. Press both feet down. Bring your chest up. And then your arms up, warrior one. Theme is continuing. Straighten the back leg and press the front knee forward. Warrior two, bring your hands in, turn your chest to the side, and step the back foot onto the center line. Hands are at your heart center. Walk your front foot onto that line. Look forward. Reach out through your arms. Okay, so bring your hands into your center line while you move. Just a really nice way to orient things, keep things calm and organized. Reverse warrior. That upper arm is straight. Anytime you're using your arms in a warrior pose, it's a sword. Do not have a bent sword, unless your elbow doesn't straighten. If it doesn't straighten, no big deal. Can you straighten the arm? Get tricep action in there. Look at your elbow. Can you see if it's straight? If it's not, can you reach up more? Then can you bend through the side body? And side angle pose, forearm inside, and then the top arm reaches again. The arm is straight, and it reaches from the back heel up through the fingertips, Send the front knee forward, tighten the back leg, then look to your mat, 
plant the hand, step back. Add a low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Bring that all the way to child's pose, knees down, close your eyes, let things just dissolve. Whatever you thought of that, right? A, yoga doesn't care what you think about it. So it's, it's kind of useless to, to have opinions about it. But whatever it was, it's done, it's complete. You're here in this breath and you're feeling the things that are resonating. The idea is to feel, to breathe, to be doing this thing called child's pose. Letting those sensations kind of ebb away rather than holding on to them. What you need to learn, you will learn like over time. What you don't need, it'll dissolve. Next inhale, come on up. Hands and knees, then down dog. We're going to come forward to a high plank. And then lower the left knee to the mat. Spin the back foot flat. The left hand, it's going to line up with the knee. It's going to go slightly in front of the shoulder. Right arm's going to open up in a kneeling side plank. Set your gaze to the side wall, and then back foot's going to press down so firmly that you may be able to pick up that knee, the left knee. If it doesn't, no big deal. But if you can, then step the left foot out underneath the right side plank. Good. Either way, press what's on the floor into the floor and lift your hips up. Think hips up, upper hip up. Good. Then right hand down. Press back to down dog or child's pose. Just gonna be here, breathe. Notice the knee is gonna spin up of the nervous system. It's real, it happens. Like that fight or flight response will show up in, in balances. Okay. You can calm it with your breath. And inhale, come forward to a high plank. Right knee's coming down. Back foot's turning flat. Right. Side plank, left arm up. Look directly to your side wall. Look directly to your side wall. Do not change your gaze point. So just like freeze your eyes to one spot. Then press your back foot down. If the back foot pressing down allows you to pick up the right leg and do stuff with it, right? well, then step it out. Stack the feet. Lift the hips way up. So what's on the floor? Press it down. Then hips. That, like, it's the heaviest central spot of the pose. Press it up, two, and then hand down, press back, down dog, or child's pose, get breath in, let that dissolve. Let any you know, holding, clenching of teeth, clenching of toes, just soften it out. And forward to a high plank, then we're going to come down to the mat, go knees down, chest down, but we're going to slide the elbows forward into sphinx pose. You've got elbows underneath or slightly in front of the shoulder, palms pressing down, chest lifting. Now your palms, or some of us, our palms will not get 
uh, grounded very well. If, if your hands don't ground very well, mine don't either. So fine. Turn your palms toward one another. Ground the outer wrists. So that, that does work uh, for, for my particular rotation of arms. Uh, for some of us, that won't work. Turn the hands to the other side so your palms are up. Press the back of the hand and the back of the wrist down. For some of us, that will work. That was really hard for me. So pick the one that's not hard for you to ground, whether it's palms, back of wrists, or sides of wrists, and then ground them down. If they're all equally good for you, totally fine. I mean, you don't win anything, but pick one. Elbows down, tips of the ears up. One will be most comfortable for, for each of us because of the torsion of our bones. Uh, just, you, you just get to know your body this way. Breath in. And then when you breathe out, squeeze your right leg. And you're going to do a little uh, lift of the leg. Pull the abdominals in. So it's, again, hamstring, half muscle, glute muscle that's working. Breathing here. We don't want any line of tension in the low back. How do we avoid that? Abdominals in. And then if you're overdoing it, stop overdoing it. Like, just do it. Don't underdo. Just don't, don't overdo. Just do. Slow release of that leg down. Let it melt into the floor. Pause. May feel a little longer than the left leg. Physiological illusion. Press your elbows down. Lift the center of your chest. Press your hands or wrists down. You're going to squeeze the left leg. So it's hamstring and glute activation. Lifting the leg. Calf muscle activation. Point your toes back. Right. Heart up. Leg up to a degree, but not so much that it dumps into your low back. Just enough. There's lots of tension on the back of the leg. You want tension on the back of the leg, but not tension in the low back. Breath in. Breath out. Slow release of that down. Then upper body just going to melt slowly toward the floor. Pause, breathe. Then up again to the uh, stinks pose and a little upper body opener. So you're going to bend the right knee, turn and catch the right foot. So you have a little twist here to catch the foot. And if you catch, yeah, good. Again, like we don't win anything for catching the foot, but if you can, great. And if you can, then move your hand to the inside of the foot. Go a uh, thumb up. Right? And then you're just going to turn gently. Turn your chest back toward the front. So you have half bow. Breathe here, kick your foot back into your hand. And so what we're targeting here is chest muscle, not the shoulder joint. If you're feeling a lot of shoulder joint sharpness, uh, just slowly ease your way out of it. Chest stretch, shoulder muscle stretch. Stay with it, breathe. Then you're gonna slowly dissolve the grip and the work, and come back to center. Good. There's no slingshot action. Very nice. Good. Bend the left knee. You're going to turn your body. Turn your body, find the foot. And if you can catch the foot, great. If not, one of the things you could do is boost yourself up under the uh, right arm with the block. Once you've got the foot, you're just going to slowly start to turn your chest back toward the front of the mat. Press the foot into the hand, 
hand into the foot. Press the forearm down into the floor. Again, looking for a stretch across the front of the chest. Maybe the, uh, the muscle of the shoulder, so the, the head of the shoulder, but not in that space of the joint. If there's any sharp pain, you just ease out, sneak out of that thing. Press foot to hand, good. Then the first thing you do is just stop that pressing action. Right, that's the first dissolve. Then dissolve the grip on the foot and then come back to center. Right, so ease out of big stretches so that nothing tightens up on your way out. Slowly come down to the ground. Let your arms rest at your sides, downward facing Shavasana. We'll take hands underneath elbows, press up to hands and knees, tuck toes under, slide back to down dog. Good stuff. You know, look forward through your hands, walk or lightly hop to seated. Grab a block again. As you come down onto your back, you're going to slide the block underneath your sacrum, bringing your legs vertically in the air for hips on a block pose. Very creatively named hips on a block. And with legs vertical, again, you're going to try for straight knees as best as your legs straighten. Right. And then as vertical as your legs can be. So they may try to drift in over your body. Like, that's really dramatic that I just demonstrated. But they may try to drift a couple inches in. See if you can keep them really vertical. See. This is one of those things why uh, yoga teachers always say, like, don't look at your poses and try to figure it out. Because when you start looking at the poses, you take your head offline, and then the whole thing gets all janky. Uh, that's the technical term for it. But then there's a lot of stuff that you just can't see, and you have to know. It has to be kind of felt from the inside. One of the best ways to find out if your legs are vertical, try to go a little too far in, try to go a little too far out. Start to just like, like Goldilocks, this thing. That's Once you get to vertical, what happens is the legs start to feel a little weightless. The balance is pretty fine there. It requires your attention, but not a lot of physical effort. Two more breaths right where you are. Perfect. Slowly bend your knees. Come on down slowly, feet to the floor. Press your feet down, lift your hips. Slide the block out of the way. You're going to walk your feet out wide toward the edges of the mat. Then let your knees move side to side in windshield wiper twists. Good.
Next time you're over to the right, just let the legs stay. And so to intensify this, walk the feet as far apart as yours go. Great. And just play with that. That's a really good thing about yoga. Like it's not brain surgery. There are alignment points and uh, yeah, yoga nerds and yoga teachers care about those things because we care. But really, you have this human body and moving it, giving it some space, right? learning how yours works. Right? It's fairly a no-brainer. We just have to be reminded of that. Come on back to center slowly and then other side, just take a moment and Again, knees stay to one side, and then the idea is if you want to increase uh, the hip flexor opening, really take the feet wide apart. Take the, the right foot way back behind you. Get some space across the hip flexor. If you're already feeling enough, you're feeling enough. Most importantly, like, know what you're feeling. You don't have to give it words. You don't have to know the specific terms. But you're in. You're listening. Come on back to center slowly and give your knees a good hug in. Any finishing postures or movements that your body requires and may be telling you something, and move with that. You're ready, Shavasana. Move to rest and, and relaxation. A few moments of practicing being quiet in your space. Giving yourself some stillness, especially if that's a challenge. And sometimes the physical stillness is a challenge, but sometimes the mental or emotional stillness is the bigger challenge. And that's good, right? If you've got a challenge here, that's good. Then you are where you need to be. Breathe in and breathe out. It gives your mind something to follow. And stay with that as long as you need it. If you can eventually dissolve into just being, for sure do that. But if keeping that steady rhythm of inhale, exhale is the most relaxing, then do that. It's a good neutral place to be, its own kind of stillness. Either way, you'll be giving yourself good time. What yoga would call sukha or sweetness. A 
that sweetness of being, of having space. And you're ready to move again. Deepen the breath, lengthen it. Notice how it moves you. Obviously, there's the movement from nose to lungs. There's the expansion of the rib cage. There's movement around the rib cage and spine. Stay with that. Roll to your right side. And make your way up to seated. A big shoulder shrug as you get here to open up the front of the body. Soften the back body. Let your shoulder blades slide down like you were wearing a cape. Lift the back of your head up like you're wearing a crown. Have a moment. Sit tall and spread out. Breathe easily. And we'll draw our hands together at heart center in a moment and gesture of acknowledgement. And thumbs to forehead center in a gesture of appreciation. That was super, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Awesome. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. Good work out there, guys. See you soon. Oh, tomorrow, it's dark side, 4.30. Be here. Be here or be there, wherever you want to be. Just going to say, there's, you know, just show up, just show up. It's like 40 minutes of your life. You'll want to do it again and again and again. Promise. Promise.